0: Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena.
1: Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds one. Trey Slaughter.
2: Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious, and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Listen. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hogs Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 38 of season 7. I'm your man Edub, breaking down another. Atlanta Hawks win (laughs) 121 to 106 is the final score as the Hawks take care of the Sacramento Kings pushing their record to 18 and 20. Uh, This is the Hawks fourth straight victory. And uh, it appears that coach Nate has these guys rolling, man. So we're going to get into all the usual bells and whistles (laughs) <laughs> like we normally do man if this is your first time into the show we appreciate you for taking some time out to uh check out our little podcast and we just appreciate you guys wherever you are don't be afraid to retweet reshare the show and uh yeah man we just appreciate you guys so um let me lay out the show man a lot of part large part of what we do is on the social media front so make sure you're following us on twitter instagram and facebook our handle is at hawks beat and this is all one word so you can find us there uh on facebook uh also subscribe to the youtube and subscribe to the podcast we would greatly appreciate it so uh, again if you're new to the show layout of the show is this we're gonna go over some keys to the game some pre-game keys to the game We are going to do a recap, Uh, we're going to do a Fab Five, Good, Bad, and Ugly, and our player of the game, then we'll be out of your hair. So that's pretty much the structure of the show. So uh, yeah, man, we about to get into it. So let's go ahead and get into the pregame keys to the game. So um, for those who who don't follow us on Twitter, you need to follow us on Twitter, at Hawks Beat. Before each game, we do keys to the game. And uh, it's just... You know, something that we do before the game, I give some keys to the game that I think if the Hawks execute, they will, uh, you know, it'll it'll make their night a a lot easier. (laughs) Now, sometimes I'm dead wrong on these, sometimes I'm right on the butt, and, you know, it kind of just is what it is. But let's go back and look at the keys to the game before the Hawks and Kings game. Um, First thing I said, first key, transition D is crucial. This team likes to run, so the Hawks need to be careful with those long rebounds, off mixed three off missed threes. I thought the Hawks did a, I thought they did a decent job in their transition D. Uh, the, the, their total defense was kind of suspect, to be, to be quite honest with you. But you know, again, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy that bangs the Hawks after a win. So look, man, you won the game, you know, but. Uh, I don't think the defense was great by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, transition D was okay. You know, it was okay. You know. Um, Next key. Next man up. I said it's no coincidence. The Hawks' second unit has looked better with bogey back. But the Hawks need positive minutes from guys 6-10. Bench play is always crucial for this team. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in the recap But I think the bench play, especially that in the second quarter, those minutes that you got from Rondo and, um, I mean, Gallinari was decent. He made a couple shots. And Bogey, Bogey didn't have a good shooting night, but I thought he was active. Like, I I don't know if that makes sense, but I thought he was active. I thought the shots he made in rhythm, I thought he kind of pressed a little bit. But that second unit came in when the starters didn't really jump out to a good start in that first quarter. And they... Turn the game around. Um, You know, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the recap. But I thought the bench play, I thought the bench play in this game was the difference in the game. My third and last key was simply this. No letdown. No letdown. I said nothing is given, but the Hawks are favored. They have the better team. They're at home. This is a game you should win. If they want to be where they say they can be. Look, man. Sacramento's not a good ball club. <laughs> Outside of the Aaron Fox, the Halliburton kid, it shows you some signs of some things that you like. But um, it's not a good ball club, man. Uh, and, and you saw that tonight, especially when you go to your bench. They have no one really to handle the ball. Nobody to run the show. That, that second unit is, is very lacking. Very lacking. So... Um, yeah, this is a game you needed to win, but this is a game you had to take care of your business. And it's good to see them finally take care of their business because there have been games before. That were, look, man, you're supposed to win, but you just, for whatever reason, you didn't come out with the victory. So it's good to see the Hawks take care of, it, uh, of, of a team that they're supposed to beat. Uh, next up is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the Hawks should have a little get back in their bellies. <laughs> they should have some get-back in their bellies uh, as they play, as they face the Cavaliers tomorrow night uh, on a second night on a back-to-back. Um, we know traditionally they haven't played well on a second night of a back-to-back, but uh, what we're going to see. I think Coach Nate did a good job of keeping the guys' minutes down, knowing that uh, they got a game tomorrow night. And so we'll see, man. We'll see exactly what... Um, what the Hawks have in store for this Cleveland Cavaliers team. But uh, we're going to take a quick little break. On the other side, we're going to go into our game recap. Uh, just kind of recap some of the flow of the game. Some of the uh, the individual um, performances. But uh, yeah, stick around. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 38, season 7. I'm your man E-Dub. Celebrating the Hawks win tonight over the Sacramento Kings. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's your man Edub, and I want to speak to all the Atlanta Braves fans. Once you finish listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, I want you to check out the 715 Braves cast. That's right, the 715 is a new podcast that will cover everything about the Atlanta Braves. So if you're true to Atlanta, if you love your Braves as much as you love your Hawks, check out the 715 Braves cast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 38, season 7. I'm your man Edub back again talking about a Hawks victory over the Sacramento Kings 121 to 106. Going to do a brief recap of the game. Um, if you saw the game, hit us up. Let us know what your, your thoughts are. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at HawksBeat. And uh, I know a lot of people on Atlanta Hawks fans are excited about the four-game win streak. They're excited about Coach Nate McMillan. And uh, it's good. It's good energy for the city. Um, let's go to the recap, guys. we Re- go to the recap. Hawks, um, Kings actually started out pretty sharp, man. Uh, that first quarter, Kings had it kind of rolling. Uh, they jump out to 11-4 lead early. Um Capella, I mean, he 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 starts eating immediately. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it, even though Capella was eating immediately, the Kings it still seemed like they were dominating the paint. Um, Bogdanovich, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He came in, he was the first sub, and it just seemed like he was pressing all night. It seemed like he was pressing all night. And that's, that, that, that That can happen. You know, you're going up against your, your old team. You want to play well. And, and it just seems like he wasn't really in rhythm. But I liked his aggressiveness. Like, I liked his aggressiveness. And Bogey's the type of guy that I always like seeing shoot the ball. Like, I, I love seeing him shoot the ball. I don't care if he misses 10 and 12 times in a row. I always feel like that next shot is going to go in. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about Kevin Herter. But there's certain guys I just like to see shoot, man. And I tell you this, you don't get out of shooting slumps by not shooting the ball. <laughs> All right. You don't get out of shooting slumps by not shooting the ball. So uh, that first quarter, I thought that uh, it, it was advantage Sacramento, <laughs> advantage Sacramento. Uh, they had balance scoring Darren Fox. Darren Fox is a really good ball player. And. I'm not gonna say I, I you hate to see his his career being wasted in Sacramento, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I would love to see him surrounded by some good talent and, and seeing what these guys can do. But uh, DeAndre De, uh, De'Aaron Fox had eight points in that first quarter. Eight points for assist and I, I thought he outplayed you know the magic guy yeah i thought he out, outplayed trey young in that first quarter left him in the dust a couple times but uh, of course trey got the final laugh but uh the aaron fox is a really good ball player but the hawks don't do any favors man they they, they dug themselves into a first quarter uh hole 33 to 12 i mean not 12 what, what am I talking about? 33 to 22. So uh, after our first quarter, you know, you know, I'm watching all the tweets, and then here they go. <laughs> here they go. The sky is falling. <laughs> the sky is falling. And I would say this each and every podcast. The game is 48 minutes long. So you can't get too high with the highs. Can't get too lows with the lows. Teams are going to be up teams are gonna be down you know second quarter i don't know if we want to call this the quarter of rondo but um this is rondo's quarter man this is rondo's quarter and that second unit team with uh i think capella was out there for that run i don't know if particularly when uh, uh the run actually it started damn near the from from tip off in the second quarter but uh yeah, they just took the Kings to the to the woodshed. I mean, the Kings, who are uh, not a good defensive team by any stretch of the imagination, um, they let Rondo cook, man. <laughs> they let Rondo cook. Rondo was a what was it? What was his plus minus in that quarter? Rondo was a plus sixteen in that quarter. Uh, he had ten points. Uh, He's hitting threes. He's going to the cup. Like, is this Boston Celtics Rondo here? But uh, they cut a 14-point lead into three, and then they go on an 11-0 run. Uh, And when Rondo leaves the court, when he gets subbed out by Trey, the Hawks are up by five. So, I mean, they ate. Like, I mean, they were down. He came in there, and him and Capella, Capella had good minutes that quarter. Capella actually had he had uh, 10 points and four rebounds in that quarter, so he was good as well. So the 10 you got from Rondo, the 10 you got from, from Capella almost outscored. I mean, they did outscore the Kings, those two guys alone. Those two guys alone, and um, Trey talked a little bit about that after the game. I'll see if I can find some of that sound. But he just credited Ray John Rondo for that second quarter, giving them a lift, getting them out of you know the hole that the starters dug in that first quarter, man, to be honest with you. But that's what I said that's what I'm talking about. In the pregame keys, when I'm talking about good minutes from guys six through ten. Uh, those guys on the bench, man, they're they they're pivotal. They're pivotal. The stars aren't going to have it every night. And this second quarter. Was the cornerstone quarter to me? To me, Hawks go for 39 points in the quarter. Um, the Sacramento Kings only put up 18, so you you outscore them 39 to 18. Again, Capella and Rondo outscored the whole Kings team in this quarter, 20 to 18. Um, you got six from Herder. You had you had you know Gallo chipped in with five and. Uh, you, you just had a little something of everything a little something of everything, but this was the quarter That really sparked everything for the Atlanta Hawks. They shoot 56 percent in this quarter uh, They go five of twelve from three and the Kings. I mean it, it just they went cold and it wasn't so much I'm not gonna say the Hawks played great defense, but The Kings certainly didn't do him no favors. <laughs> he took some bad shots It, it, it seemed at times that nobody's run nobody's steering the ship uh, they seem like they didn't really know how to play together as a team and then it's like okay so we played two quarters and trey hasn't even gone off yet so you almost know what was coming in the third quarter you know because you're not gonna hold Trey young down for long so after the break uh, they go into the half 61 to 51 and you just have a feeling like okay Trey young's about to cook <laughs> like he's about to cook. And Cookie did. <laughs> cookie did in the third quarter. Trey Young drops 17 points in the third quarter. It goes five of seven. Uh four or five from three-point range. You just had the feeling that the once the Hawks took control in that second quarter, in that third quarter, you had kind of much of the same that they weren't gonna they weren't gonna give this up. You just had this feeling that they weren't. I had the feeling that they weren't going to give it up. Now, I'm not necessarily a fan, so I don't look at it from a fan stand, a fan point of view. I know Atlanta fans are always like, "Oh God, come the fourth quarter, here we go," but uh, to me, the game was never in question. Um, Sacramento made a run a little bit later in the fourth quarter, but to me, the game was never in question. The Hawks clearly were up and running. Uh, in the third quarter, and, and it's started from the second quarter when when with Rondo in that second unit. So to the fourth quarter we go. Um, I tell you what, Kings. That you got to give, give the Kings some credit. I mean, they fought. They fought in that fourth quarter. They made it a ball game. They cut it to around close to ten, I believe. I think that was the closest they got in the fourth quarter. They actually outscored the Hawks twenty-five to twenty-three in that fourth quarter they go to at one point to um to a little to, to a little hack of clint <laughs> hack of clint where you know they're just filing clint and it's just oh it makes for such bad basketball my god it makes for such bad basketball man because they're, they're just filing maybe playing into their credit to their credit, it worked to an extent, you know. They got back in the game. They were they were kind of close. But I asked Coach after the game, what is the thought process that goes on when Clint is out there and this team goes to fouling him? And I have some sound for that. So let me grab that sound for you because uh, I want to play it while I'm thinking about it so I won't forget it. So, so here is Nate McMillan after the game. Um, yeah, here we go
1: because he's effective on the defensive end of the floor and basically i thought we had a a a large enough cushion to give him a few opportunities you know he basically uh was splitting uh the free throw attempts uh making one missing one Uh, i think holmes got up on the free throw line he made one missed one so we didn't really lose anything until he made he missed two uh and when he missed two i you know, uh, called the timeouts to get Gallo in the game, uh, but y- you know, you you want to uh, give him some confidence and allow him to, uh, you know, make some opportunities. You know, take some opportunities and knock those down because teams are going to use that strategy. Uh, you know, as long as they're he's out there and, you know, they have we have a lead or something like that. And uh, we want to try to give him confidence. Uh, but then you have to make a decision on uh, when to pull him. And I decided to pull him uh, with about four minutes to go.
2: So I, I think that was just kind of great insight from Nate. And just saying, look, man, we want to give him a shot. <laughs> you know, we go give him a shot and make these feet throws. But uh, in essence, uh, once you miss them two feet throws, come on, bud. Let's have a seat. <laughs> let's have a seat. And I thought it was interesting how he said that they were doing it because of how effective he was on the defensive side of the ball. You know, so that, I mean, that was something I never thought of, but uh, just kind of great insight that you gained from talking to the coaches. But. Um again as we go to the fourth quarter man it was kind of academic to me. Um I thought the Hawks I mean they had a sizable lead the whole time. I think they were up by as many as 19 uh was their biggest lead but um you know it the fourth quarter you could just kind of cruising. Uh once they get then once they got over the hack of Clint stuff, Trey made a couple uh big baskets and um uh, John Collins made a made a basket and uh, it was kind of just academic after that. So, finally, Hawks go on a four-game win streak. This was the first four-game home uh, win streak. Not, not not home win streak, but four-game win streak since, I think they said, 2017. So, the Hawks didn't gain any ground in the standings because I think Charlotte won and I think the Knicks won and, and all those teams that are above them, they actually end up winning. But, look. Uh, anytime you can win a ball game in this league, it is good. It is good. So the Hawks, uh, for the time being, for today, <laughs> they keep up with that A uh, spot. They are currently 18 and 20. Uh, holding down that A spot, man. Holding down that A spot. All those teams from. Uh, let's see, from pretty much the 5 to the 12 are all bunched together, man. So they can lose or, like, win one or two games and fall all the way down to 12. They can win two games and be all the way as close to to four, maybe that fourth spot, you know. So we are going to see. i tell you what you don't want to do. You don't want to have to play a team like Philly, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee in that first round. (laughs) That's what you don't want to do. But uh, we're going to take another quick break on the other half. On the other side, we are going to get into the good, bad, and the ugly, our player of the game, and our Fab Five. Keep it locked, we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, Go see our guy Jonathan at Tillman's Trinkets and Again, that's Tillman's Trinkets and Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 38. I'm breaking down a Hawks win over the Sacramento Kings. Uh, this segment, final segment here, We are going to go over the good, the bad, the ugly. We're gonna do our Fab Five and our player of the game. So let's start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, bad, and the ugly. I think for me, looking at the box score, I'll go something that's not on the box score. To me, the good for tonight was the cohesiveness with which this team has been playing. Um, the fact that it's not just a one-man show, the fact that they have really been about this team and doing this thing as, as a team together as of late. Now, it's definitely when you're winning ball games, right? Because, I mean, you, even when you lose, you're playing as a team. <laughs> you're just not playing good. <laughs> but the fact that you're playing together as a team and you're getting W's it makes it look all the more <laughs> it just makes it look better uh, the fact that you came in you let Rondo do some of the heavy lifting in that second quarter traded the lifting in the third quarter um, you had Clint doing a lot of dirty work the whole game you know so it was a complete team effort for me so that was the good for me the good for me was the team cohesion The team uh, working together uh, and getting these Ws, man. The bad, the bad for me was the offensive rebounding. Um, you still got to clean that up, and you're never gonna like after the game. Coach Nate said, "Look, you're never gonna play a perfect game, but um, to me, if there is a hiccup, uh, still, you know, you still got to get better defensively. Everybody knows that, and you got to clean up the like you gave up 22 offensive rebounds to Sacramento." Like Sacramento, without Hassan Whiteside, you know? So, I mean, there's always going to be areas to clean up. Um, There's always going to be places where you know you can improve on. So, that was the bad for tonight. As far as the ugly is concerned, I don't don't really have an ugly tonight. You know, we we don't have an ugly every night. We don't have a bad every night. You know, some nights you don't even have a good. But uh, for tonight, I i don't have an ugly for tonight so i have the good and the bad so we're just gonna leave the ugly out tonight because there wasn't anything ugly uh to my knowledge in this game if there if you now if you got something that's ugly go ahead and tweet us up at Hawksby and let us know what the ugly part of today's game was um yeah, Fab Five. Let's get into the Fab Five. So, the Fab Five, if you're new to the show, is basically just the top five performers for the Hawks in uh, tonight's game. So, um, let's go ahead and pull up my stat sheet. And I know, I already know who some guys are. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, the first guy in my Fab Five has got to be Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo, 10 points. Uh, he was a plus eight to finish the game, four of nine shooting in, uh, in under 15 minutes. Um, hit two of his three pointers, two out of five, grabbed three boards, and I thought, you know, we can't say enough about Rajon Ra- Ra- Rondo. He definitely makes uh, my fab five for tonight. Uh, in the backcourt, I'm going to go to another backcourt mate, Trey Young. Uh, 28 points, nine assists. Again, that third quarter, he was cooking. (laughs) Third quarter, cooked him. 17 points in that third quarter. Really got things going. Finished with a nice stat line of 28. Uh, 28 and 9. And uh, those are the numbers you like to see from Trey. And did it all in in 31 minutes, which is good because you got a game tomorrow night. You're going to need those legs. Clint Capella. The third guy I got on the Fab Five, 24 points, 14 rebounds. Listen, Clint just going to grab up all the rebounds. <laughs> He's just going to grab up all the rebounds. And for as good, as much as he does, as far as the dirty work is concerned, um, as much as he does around the rim and inside the paint, I, I don't mind him missing free throws. Like I mean, this, I, mean I don't mind my man. my man. My man went four for ten tonight. I don't mind you missing free throws. You pulled on fourteen boards. You deserve to miss some free throws. Twenty-four and fourteen tonight. Uh, I thought I thought Clint, Clint was good. You know, I thought he was good. Aside from you know them getting all those offensive rebounds, but that's a team thing. That's not just on Clint. He can't grab all the rebounds. So, uh, yeah, Clint checks in on Fab Five. Uh, I'm gonna go with my man, uh, John Collins. Sixteen points, five rebounds. Uh, a quiet 16 and 5 for John tonight. You know, 27 minutes. He was solid. He did a lot of work. John did a lot of stuff that didn't show up on the stat sheet tonight. Uh, you saw him battling a lot. Um, I just think overall, John just had a solid game. Just thought he had a solid game. So, salute to you, John. And for the Fab, the fifth member of our uh, Fab Five. Who am I gonna go with? See, Tony Snell. Kevin Hooter her Herder both of them had eight points. I'm gonna go to the bench. I'm gonna go Gallinari. i am I'm gonna go Gallinari. Gallo had 15 on the bench, six for 11, uh, shooting the ball. And uh, no disrespect to Tony Snell, no disrespect to Kevin Herder, but uh, I'm gonna go with Gallo for that five for that fifth and final spot of our Fab Five. So, our Fab Five tonight. Is Rayon Rondo, Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, and Danero Danilo Galinari. Gallinari. Gallinari. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Fab Five for tonight. And last but definitely not least. Is our player of the game the player of the game drum roll please? I don't know, did that even sound like a drum? I'm sitting here beating on the table. I hope it didn't sound bad (laughs) on the playback. Uh player of the game, I'm gonna go Ray John Rondo. I know Trey went for 28 and 9, I know Clint went for 24 and 14, but I still think without that second quarter to really turn the tide to get this team back from below the Mendoza line to, to a ship that is riding above the waves, for me, it's Rajon Rondo. A very close second on this hill is Clint Capella and Trey Young, but they already got a whole bunch of player of the games anyway. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go with Rajon Rondo tonight. There hasn't been much that we can talk about in a positive sense for for Rachel Rondo. He's taking a lot of heat. Uh, his name has been in a lot of the trade uh, rumors because he's making all this money. We gonna get Rondo his flowers tonight. Ten points again, ten points, one assist, three boards, and just great, uh, great minutes in that second quarter. So, um, yeah, man, that that about wraps it up, man final thoughts as far as this game is concerned again a game that you have that a game that you had to win you took care of business you took care of business 121 to 106 that's how it should be that's how it should be against a sacramento team and guess what you got uh you got Cleveland coming in your building and I know you've lost to Cleveland you lost to Cleveland that time in in in, uh, in Cleveland, you had no business losing losing that game. Guess what? You're a better team than Cleveland. You need to win this next ball game. So like the expectations need to go up, right? They need to go up. Cleveland is 14 and 23. Uh, they are let's see, <clears throat> they are losers of two straight. They are four and six in their last 10. Look, your one is a four straight. You're six and four in your last 10. You're headed in opposite directions for the time being. Handle your business tomorrow night. Handle your business tomorrow night. And uh, you want to stack these wins as much as possible because you're going to go on a long road trip. Long road trip. I think it's eight or nine games. You want to stack these W's as much as possible. So, um... Thank you guys for checking out the Hawks Podcast. Have any questions or anything, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Uh, don't forget to support our sponsors that are uh, our good friends. Uh, <clears throat> you'll be hearing more about them uh, as the second half of the season going uh, goes on. And uh, I think that about it. I think that about covers it, man. We got all this stuff done before midnight, man. I feel, I feel pretty proud of myself. <laughs> but like we say in every podcast, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E, love. We out. Peace.